0: Hey guys, so I recently partnered with Amadi Jewelry. And if you don't know who they are, they are a Christian faith-based jewelry brand that is specifically geared towards women. I love Amadi Jewelry because their products are chic and affordable. And I love me a good deal, especially in this economy. Can I get an amen? So if you're wanting to support a faith-based company that aligns with your beliefs, check out Amadi Jewelry. And remember to use code NOA10 at checkout. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fierce and Free. Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I, uh, I need to apologize because, first off, this episode, if you notice, it's going to be a long one. And I know a lot of you guys have been asking me to make longer episodes. So I heard your cries. Uh, peer pressure works. Okay. I wasn't planning on this episode being nearly an hour long, um, but... <laughs> There is a lot to go over, and it took a ton of studying. Um, it took me about two weeks to study this material. So it's, you know, it, it's been a lot, but totally rewarding because I have learned so much, and I'm so excited to share with you guys what I've learned. I am happy that the Holy Spirit was able to help me write today's episode because we need a hype episode, okay? We need we need a hype episode, and I'm here to bring it. We're going to get lit on the Holy Spirit did you see what I did there? That was cute and cringy at the same time, but I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Okay, so day, today we are going to be talking about spiritual gifts, and you know I actually did this episode because recently someone commented on my Instagram because I, I I put out a poll and I I wrote in the poll I said what topics would you guys like me to discuss? So make sure that you go and follow Fierce and Free the Podcast uh, Instagram and my personal Instagram which is don't you Noah. Uh, make sure to go follow those because I do tend to ask a lot of my viewers, what do you guys want me to talk about? Because, you know, I need to know. I'd love to discuss topics that you are asking of me. So um, one, of, one of my girls, one of my uh, viewers, she commented, can you please touch on spiritual gifts? And I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to talk about that for a while, but I, I still wanted to know more. So I thought this is the perfect time. Let me do an episode on spiritual gifts. So today we are going to be talking about spiritual gifts what they are, how to receive them, how to apply them. And in the end of the episode, I'm going to provide a simple test to figure out what your spiritual gifts you have that God has given you, as well as links to take a quick assignment, a quick assessment if you feel that you need um if you need to be able to if you if you're not able to discern right off the bat what those what those spiritual gifts are. So we're gonna break this all down. Um, so make sure to wait until the end for that. But this one is gonna be a long one, so if you're driving to work, or you're in office today, or you just needed a pick-me-up, I got you. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, this is just a friendly reminder that my Patreon is now available for subscription. When joining the Fierce and Free Patreon, you will have access to our monthly prayer wall, as well as our monthly wellness packet. This wellness packet includes faith-building worksheets, as well as fun outfits and recipes specific to each season. The word tells us in 1 Timothy 5.18, that the laborer is worthy of his wages. I love making these videos and episodes and I absolutely adore the responses that I get from you guys. With that being said, what you don't see is all the work behind the scenes that goes into producing these short but very cute videos. There's a lot of time and money and effort that goes into producing each individual episode, from lighting, to electronics, to computer programs, to editing software, creative software, and research that goes into each individual video. And for those reasons, that is why I started my Patreon. And your support would be ever so appreciated if you feel called to do so. Reminder that this is not a form of tithe. This is just a donation to this ministry. I know that times are specifically tough during this economy, so please only give as much as you feel called to. Every little bit helps, and I really, really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the best, and I love making these videos for you. So without further ado, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so what are spiritual gifts and why does God distribute them? Well, talents are different from gifts. Okay, we need to just explain that right off the bat. Talents are different than gifts. So when you were born, you were gifted with different talents and this could be intelligence, athleticism, musical talent, or an artistic ability, et cetera. Those are gifts and you can develop those with something we like to call practice. (laughs) But spiritual gifts are different. Spiritual gifts are special abilities. They are supernatural abilities given to us by God through the Holy Spirit to believers in Christ. These gifts are not natural talents or skills that we acquire through practice or education, but they are supernaturally bestowed upon us by God. And these gifts are are given for the purpose of building up the body of Christ, the church, and to bring honor and glory to God and make disciples. So right off the bat, you should be able to discern what gift you have because your gift should come naturally. It should, it should bring you joy when you exercise your gift. 1 Peter four ten through 11 As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to bring him glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So now brings the question, how do we receive them and how do we use our gifts? So we receive spiritual gifts through the Holy spirit as we see in. 1 corinthians 12 4 there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit distributes them so how do we receive the gifts well how we receive the gifts is by inviting the holy spirit into our lives and this only happens when you do the abcs and you guys need to learn this so that you can tell unbelievers when you're evangelizing they need to do the symbol abcs a accept jesus christ as your lord and savior B, believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again three days later for your sins. And C, commit your life to Christ and walk in line with his will for your life. Now, this one tends to trip people up. C, the the third one that I said, commit your life, that one tends to trip people up is the commitment part, committing their lives to Christ. It's important that we do this step. It's important that we commit our lives to God because when we commit our lives to God, we are not making excuses for our sinful lifestyle anymore. We are not saying, well, it's okay that I'm still sinning. That's my truth. It doesn't matter what your truth is. The truth is in the word of God. That is what we follow as Christ believers. And it's important and it's impeccable that we do this because once we commit our life to God and walk in line with his word and walk in line with his will for our lives, we are creating a holy atmosphere For the Holy Spirit to dwell in us we are the temple of God we need to treat our bodies as the temple of God and we see this in Romans 8 13 for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body you will live all right so once we know our spiritual gifts it's important that we apply them to our lives and to the church remember These gifts are not for our our personal glory, but instead for serving others. We have to stay humble. We must cultivate a close relationship with God by seeking his guidance and wisdom on how to effectively use our gifts. And we can find opportunities within our church community and serving others with our gifts. Guys, you have to remember when you receive your gift, you have to stay humble because your greatest gift could be your greatest weakness. You need to bring your gift under the authority of the word of God because it could get out of control if you don't allow God to be the Lord over your gift. As Uncle Ben once said, with great power comes great responsibility. That's from Spider-Man. I hope you guys knew that. Okay, how many gifts can you have? Well, there is actually nothing in scripture that explicitly says how many gifts a person may receive. Paul himself clearly had the gifts of apostleship, prophecy, teaching, healing, words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, working of miracles, evangelism, and exhortation. So something to remember is that some gifts can be a lifelong gift while others can come situationally meaning that God may give you that gift just for that moment in time because he needed you to evangelize or he needed you to be able to speak in tongues in that moment or interpret tongues in that moment. It could be all the it could be all the gifts that he could just give for a quick moment and then take it back. So that's something else to consider. All right. Now with all that said, let's get into the fun part. Okay, what are the spiritual gifts? So I'm going to be breaking down 17 different gifts and this is every gift that i could find so if i missed one please comment down below um but i literally did the best that i could i looked everywhere this has been under extensive research so so please be kind in the comments if i missed one just politely tell me that i missed one i would appreciate that Um, okay so i'm gonna list them out and break them down so as we go down the list during this time think back on your life since you've given your life to christ and see which applies to you. And before we start, I'm actually going to pray for you guys so that the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom and be able to discern your gift. So really quickly, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, God. Lord, I just ask that you first and foremost forgive us of our sins before we come into your presence. Lord, I just ask that you give each and every one of these listeners a sense of of peace once they realize what their spiritual gift is that you've given them lord god please give them discernment and wisdom as we go through these and um just help them to use it for your honor and glory lord god thank you in Jesus' name i pray amen okay so i'm gonna go down and list these off and you will find them in first corinthians 12 8 through 11 romans 12 6 through 8 and ephesians 4 11 through 12 so i'm gonna go down the list so We're going to start out with 1 Corinthians and I have these listed as following. So let's break these down. All right. So we are going to be starting off with wisdom. Wisdom is interesting because you actually don't necessarily have to be older in order to receive the gift of wisdom. Because remember, these are supernatural gifts that you're given from God. So you could be nine years old or you could be 80 years old and still be blessed with the gift of wisdom, which is pretty incredible. But the gift of wisdom is to possess an ability to see beyond surface level understanding and perceive the deeper spiritual realities and purposes behind various situations and circumstances. Those with the gift of wisdom often provide guidance and counsel to others, offering godly perspectives and solutions to challenging issues." Someone with the gift of wisdom has a profound understanding of scripture and can apply its teachings to real life situations. And this gift enables us to make wise decisions, to discern truth from falsehood, and to navigate complex morals and spiritual dilemmas. And you will normally find someone with the gift of wisdom often is paired with having the gift of discernment as well. And we'll get to that. Some of the characteristics you'll find of someone who has the gift of wisdom is is that they tend to be a little quieter than others but when they speak they speak truth they speak life and they understand when to speak and when not to speak they are very wise when deciding when to jump into a conversation and you'll find yourself running to this person whenever you aren't sure about a certain uh situation you'll you'll tend to run to this person for words of wisdom and guidance because that is their spiritual gift Okay, so the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge refers to a deep understanding and insight into God's truth and the mysteries of his creation. The gift of knowledge enables someone to answer theological questions and to provide biblical insights, and they can teach others with clarity and accuracy. And we've talked about this before, and I've mentioned that the scholars that break down your study Bibles, they have the gift of knowledge because they can read the word, and they're able to break it down for people who don't have that gift, and they can teach us how to apply it to our lives. And so that's the gift of knowledge. All right, the gift of faith. Those who possess the gift of faith, this one is incredible. This person has the belief in the goodness of God, his sovereignty, his faithfulness, even when facing challenging circumstances or uncertain outcomes. This person believes without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to come through no matter what. They have unwavering faith. People with the gift of faith tend to encourage others through their unshakable trust in God. And they demonstrate boldness and willingness to step out in obedience, relying on God's guidance and provision. Their faith often leads to miraculous outcomes and serves as a testimony to God's power and faithfulness. All right. So the gift of healing, the gift of healing. So the spiritual gift of healing, um, this is not talent or magic, but instead, a divine intervention from God through prayer and faith. So healers tend to have um, the gift of faith as well. And because they have just so much faith that God can heal this person um, through their prayer. And so I, that's that's a good way to be able to couple those together. So if you have the the gift of faith then you may have the gift of healing, depending on the situation. So the gift of healing isn't always about the gift of physical healing. It could be emotional pain or emotional turmoil. Um, it can it can be spiritual healing and it can address wounds and pains of brokenness in someone's life. It, it really depends situationally. So that is the gift of healing. All right, so the next one is miraculous powers or miracles. So miraculous powers are different from the power of healing. So the best way to explain this is when the Apostle Paul exercised the gift of miracles against a sorcerer who was attempting to turn away the proconsul Sergius Paulus, from the Christian faith, he said to this person in Acts 13, 11, he said, Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. And immediately mist and darkness came over him and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. So this is an extraordinary intervention and brings special signs that testify to the truth of the message of Jesus Christ. So miraculous powers again i think i think miraculous powers and healing and faith tend to all kind of be combined together because you do have to have an immense amount of faith to be able to to pr- pray the prayer to have the holy spirit work through you so um i think i think that that's that's pretty incredible so now we're going to go into the gift of prophecy and this one's going to be a little bit of a longer explanation so The Hebrew meaning for prophecy is to proclaim, mention, call, summon, and in Greek it means a spokesman or someone who speaks on behalf of God. So the gift of prophecy has always been somewhat of a questionable uh, topic because we live in a day and age with social media and a lot of people like to get on there for clout and say, well, the Lord told me this and he, he, he's pro I'm prophesying that the Lord has told me this and that, and he's going to be, especially with the end times, they say, oh, well, the Lord's going to come back in two or three years. He told me through a dream. And, um, you know, we, we know when Jesus is coming back and that is, we don't know when he's coming back. It says that in the word, no one knows the day, the hour, or the time. So, um, that brings me to how you can identify And discern what is actually prophetic. The Bible tells us to test the spirit. And Paul tells us that we can do this by looking at the word of God. And seeing if their prophecy aligns with what the word says. So I have a friend who has the gift of prophecy. And um, this person is very in tune with the spirit. And they're able to hear the Lord during certain times it is not all the time they can't read someone's mind they're not able to do that so i need to explain that right off the bat um the lord will tell this person to speak to someone else and say say a a a certain phrase or a topic or to remind them of this scripture and so um for example you know this person will the lord will will speak to them and they're able to prophesy, hey the lord told me to tell you everything's going to be okay at home. God is working in your life. He sees you. And that's all that the lord will give them to prophesy. That's it. And and the person is like, "Oh my gosh, how did you know this?" And and my friend goes, "You know, that's the holy spirit speaking through me. I don't even know what's going on with them at home, but the lord wants you to know it's okay. Things are going to be okay." And they'll like tell them a scripture. You know, and, you know, then they'll remind them of the scripture, Joshua 29, 11, and say, for I am with you, I will not forsake you. Um, you know, just being able to speak life to this person in their time of need. So you just have to be careful with it. Don't believe everything you hear. Just go back to the Bible, test it, um, test that spirit, go to the word. It, it will have to align with the word of God. Okay, so that is the gift of prophecy. Now the gift of Discernment and distinguishing between spirits. Now, I have said this before, but there's this quote that says, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between what's right versus what's almost right. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. The Holy Spirit gives the gift of discernment to enable certain Christians to clearly recognize and distinguish between the influence of God, Satan, and the world and the flesh in any given situation. And this person, some of the characteristics here, this person tends to be very careful about what movies, TV shows, music they listen to because the Holy Spirit is very strongly urging them to proceed with caution. So that is the gift of discernment. Now we're going to move on to speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Um, There is probably no other spiritual gift that is so misunderstood or discussed as speaking in tongues or interpreting tongues um yeah churches have been divided over the meaning and the purpose and the existence of the spiritual gift for a very long time um so let's kind of break this down So there are two different ways to look at speaking in tongues that have been um, widely discussed over the years. So one of the ways you can see speaking in tongues and you've probably if you've heard it, this is the most popular way people know of speaking in tongues is that it is a ecstatic utterance of an earthly language. Um it kind of sounds like it sounds like that it sounds like like stuttering it kind of sounds like that like a rolling off the tongue at least from what i've heard um so anyway that is that is uh the heavenly language where someone speaks and the holy spirit just flows out of them and that is speaking in spiritual tongues and so then we have the other option whereas spiritual tongues can also be the holy spirit helping you understand and speak the language of uh, of a language you don't understand so this can be helpful when you are trying to minis- minister to someone and this is a gift where I believe that it could be a gift that God gives to you and takes away during that moment so he gives it to you just to get the word across and then he takes it away later and you're like I was never able to do that again um and that's the spiritual gift of that could be another speaking in tongues is being able to speak a language that isn't your native language um, just to get the word across just to be able to lift up your brother or sister in Christ so there's that okay so now we're moving on to the interpretation of tongues now this this one is important because when someone speaks tongues in church out loud in church there needs to always be an interpreter and that's how you are able to understand what they're speaking. So if someone gets, I I don't know if, I mean, I grew up in a smaller church. So when I went to the smaller church, you know, a lot of the times someone would stand up and start speaking in tongues and there would always be an interpreter there like across the room and they would stand up and just interpret everything that person said. So um, nowadays we don't really see that. um, But when someone's in prayer and they're able to speak in tongues, you don't necessarily need an interpreter for that because they're, they're, the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. So those are, that's a heavenly language coming out. The Holy Spirit is there with you guys. So anyway, it's just a little confusing because, you know, yes, someone could make up having the gift of speaking in tongues. um, But a good way to challenge that is to, is if they get up in church and speak, there's always going to be an interpreter there. And again, I believe that this is one of those gifts where God can give and take away very easily because For example, I have spoken in tongues one time in my entire life and never again. (laughs) Um, And I, whereas I have a friend who's able to speak in tongues during our prayer, she's able to just speak in tongues and it's not even her. It's just when we start praying, the Holy Spirit starts speaking through her. And so anyway, it's, it's really interesting. I suggest that you do research on your own if you have this gift, because there is so much to go into and I'll give you a few verses here. You can go to 1 Corinthians 12, 10, 1 Corinthians 30, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, oh my gosh, 39, Acts 2, 4, and Acts 19, 6. So all of those are going to be able to dive into what being able to speak in tongues is. So if you've been given this gift, there are actually a lot of rules that you need to follow. So I would definitely take a look at all of the verses that I gave you, um, you know, if you feel as though you've been given this gift. So let's move on to Romans 8. We have another list of gifts. The first one is going to be serving slash helping. Now people with this gift, they enjoy manual labor, I want to say, or just manual projects. Um, I read this somewhere and it said, they are not kings. They do not even want to be kings. They are happy working behind the scenes. They're not king makers. So they don't want attention. This person really finds joy and satisfaction helping behind the scenes in order to bring something to life. Um, They don't need honor or glory. They don't need any kind of validation. They are genuinely so content with just helping out and serving So the serving spirit is someone who wants to help make your life easier. They will go out of their way to make sure the job gets done and they will most of the time do this for no cost at all because they, they just find satisfaction in helping you because your gratefulness is literally all they needed to see. Um, Yeah. They just enjoy helping others, which is really selfless. Love that one. Okay. Teaching. So there are several contexts in which this uh, gift of teaching can be used could be um, pastors sunday school classes bible schools colleges seminaries um home bible studies small groups so the one with this gift has the ability to teach individuals or groups about the word of god and it comes like second nature to them they're very knowledgeable which could also come with this gift um Because if we're kind of pairing off gifts, the gift of knowledge can come with someone who has the gift of teaching because they understand the word and they're able to explain it to you very thoroughly. And remember, a person with a natural talent to teach can teach just about anything. But a person who has the spiritual gift of teaching teaches the content of the Bible correctly and accurately. All right, now we're moving on to exhortation slash encouragement. And this one is my personal favorite because it just so happens to be one of my gifts. If you can't tell, Miss Little Preppy Prep over here. The gift of encouragement is someone who brings the hype. They are Miss or Mr. Optimistic. And they're the cheerleader of your friend group. You're going to find yourself reaching out to this person when you need that quick little shot of encouragement. This person will not condemn you if you make a mistake, but instead they will remind you of the goodness of God and to keep going, to not feel discouraged, and get back on the horse when you make a mistake. So you will find yourself reaching out to this person quite a bit when you just need encouragement. That's really what it is. And if you have this gift, you tend to be very optimistic. That's why I call it the optimistic gift. You tend to be very... um. Happy for no reason all the time. And you tend to just look at the glass half full 24 seven. So um, you might have moments where, you know, you're like, oh, woe is me. Of course, you're human. But the majority of the time, it's going to come second nature to you. It's just it, you find joy in giving encouragement. You find joy in lifting people up. So. That is a really fun gift to have. And you need a little bit of encouragement in your life. You need that for sure to to keep going in this world. So the next one is going to be giving. So the gift of giving. This person won't just give with their money because not everyone was given money when given the gift of giving. That was really hard to say. Given the gift of giving. Um, God can use you even if you weren't blessed with a huge financial income, right? Someone who has the gift of giving this this person tends to be um, confused with the gift of hospitality, which actually isn't a thing. When I was studying the word, it, uh, the gift of hospitality isn't a thing. It, it they, The gift of giving is joined with the gift of hospitality, if you will. If you have the gift of giving, you tend to be very hospitable. You will open your door to the church community. You will open your door to have service at your house Um, you know, you want to feed people. You tell people, come over, I'm making food. So that's, that's the gift of giving. You tend to just, um, you want to give back and you find joy in doing it. You don't find it as a burden. So anyway, that is the gift of giving. Now let's move on to leadership. So the gift of leadership, this one is very close to the gift of administration and the gift of shepherding, which is where, you know, we'll get to that after this, but the Greek word for the spiritual gift of leadership is prosimai. <laughs> um, and this word means to lead, to assist, to protect, and to care for others. The spiritual gift of leadership is found in Romans twelve eight, And this is between um, the gift of giving and mercy because it's placed there intentionally to show you that this gift is, a spe- is specifically associated with caring for others the gift of leadership just tends to focus on relationships and they really care about people's spiritual growth and they're able to help lead someone further their relationship with God so that's kind of what the what the gift of leadership is. Hey guys editing Noah here so I was having a little bit of a hard time explaining what the gift of leadership is but the best way to describe it is someone that others look up to so it's a little hard to explain but you can think of this person like the older sibling right you're kind of like a younger sibling looking up to your older brother or older sister because you can appreciate and admire the way they lead their lives and you also want to live up to that a good example in the bible would be king david he was a good leader the lord appointed him because the lord knew that people would look up to him and that they would respect him and so that's the idea of the gift of leadership. All right. So the gift of administration, it's very closely related to the gift of leadership. So the two kind of go hand in hand. You'll you'll find that the gift of leadership, administration, and shepherding tend to kind of join together. You'll, you'll find someone may have all three of those gifts. If they have one of them, they probably have the other two. So this gift is closely related to the gift of leadership. But this gift is more goal or task oriented. And it's also more concentrated on um, details and organization so this person is like the captain of the ship they are able to oversee oversee a large project and they're able to delegate it extremely well and you would normally think that this person is a leader but this is actually the role of an administrator And um, this person, they tend to be a perfectionist. This person kind of reminds me of like a wedding planner, right? This person sees the big picture, but they know all the little things that need to be in order for that big day to come to fruition. So that is the gift of administration. All right, the gift of mercy. Now, this gift is incredible because we're all called to have mercy on one another. But this person specifically is empathetic and sensitive the feelings and circumstances of others. And this person can quickly discern if someone is not doing well. They can feel from the Holy Spirit that you, you need empathy. You need, you need sympathy. This person tends to be a really good listener and they are really good at being there. For others and in Romans twelve fifteen, it says weep with those who weep this person does that they really they feel for you they have so much mercy for you all right and in Ephesians we have two more gifts we have the gift of shepherding shepherding is the gift of mentorship so if you have the gift of shepherding people tend to come to you for leadership spiritual guidance and encouragement you're able to help newer believers um, grow in their walk you're able to help mentor to people who still need um, who still need help growing in their walk so you tend to be very patient someone's characteristic with with shepherding you t- tend to be very patient with newer believers all right evangelism now this one I actually did not know this was a gift until I studied for this um, for this podcast because Everyone is called to go forth and make disciples. That is evangelizing. We're all called to that. But there is a special gift where God uses certain people like missionaries to evangelize the lost. And, you know, you don't have to be in a third world country to be a missionary. You can be right at home. You could be at your office. You could be at the gym and evangelize to people. God will use you to evangelize. And um, the best way to explain this is they're like the sales team for Christ, right? They're able to go to anyone and everyone and just share the gospel. They are not afraid of rejection. They tend to be very extroverted, not afraid to go and talk to anyone and everyone. um, And they can just have a conversation with anyone, right? And they are well-versed and they have a deep understanding of the word of God. All right, so that was all of the spiritual gifts. Now you may be wondering, well, okay, that's great. Now, how do I identify what my spiritual gift is? Well, first off, it requires self reflection, prayer, and seeking guidance from mature Christians. And the easiest way to figure out what your spiritual gift is um, is connecting them to our passions, because a lot of the time, your spiritual gift will come second nature to you. You feel very passionate and you find joy out of using your spiritual gift. And a lot of the times, your gifts will go hand in hand. So if you speak in tongues, a lot of the times you're also going to be able to interpret tongues. Um, If you have the gift of faith, then you may have the gift of healing because of your faith. Or if you have the gift of encouragement, then you might have the gift of shepherding. So an easy way to determine if you have a gift is a simple test and we're going to walk through it. So number one, what do your friends, family, or coworkers come to you for? Is it wise counsel? Is it encouragement? Is it leadership? Think back on the times where you have been needed in a certain situation and why they approached you specifically. Number two, do you feel a sense of joy or fulfillment when this gift is applied? And number three, ask a close friend or family member who is also a believer to help you identify your strengths. Because sometimes an outside perspective is just what you need, and if you're unsure, I have attached a few free spiritual gift assessments, which I have linked in this episode. But um, you know, I noticed that they miss one or two of the spiritual gifts that I wrote that I explained to you guys, and it does take thirty minutes or so to complete. So if you have some downtime, then you know you can absolutely go take the spiritual gift test. So my spiritual gift tests. I think it was a little off, to be honest. It told me I had um, exhortation, which we learned is encouragement and discernment, which are the two that I'm absolutely positive that I have. But the rest, I truly think that they're just um, situational. I think they're just situationally based. I think that the Lord gives and takes away during the moments that I need them. Um, because I have evangelized to people where I feel this overwhelming sense of confidence to talk to someone about the Lord when normal, like other times I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, reach out to a, to a friend or a mentor who knows you well, who is a believer, who can help you figure out what your gifts are. But remember guys, God equips us to the task that he calls us to. And he may surprise you by developing gifts that you never expected to have. But in conclusion, guys, please remember that these gifts are not a measure of your worth or significance as believers. Each gift, whether big or small, is vital for the growth and edification of the church. So let us humbly use our gifts for God's glory and the benefit of others, knowing that it is by his spirit's power that we can fulfill our purpose in the body of Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for blessing us with spiritual gifts. They're so incredible, Lord. Um, they are like real life superpowers. So that's such an awesome little bonus that we, get, that we get for believing and accepting you, Lord. God, I just ask that you please help us to use our gifts appropriately. And if we're not sure what our gifts are yet, Lord, please bring an overwhelming sense of peace when we figure out our gifts and are able to apply them to our lives cor- correctly, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you please continue to help us grow in our walk, Lord, and to use these gifts for your honor, your glory, and to bring more people to know your name. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for watching another episode of Fierce and Free. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. As always, remember to hit that like, subscribe, and share with a friend if you enjoyed. And as always, remember that you are fierce and free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.